What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, Bobby Asin, and this week we are celebrating International Women's Day, which is actually today, March 8th. 2021 so let's celebrate that i am going to start off with my current guiltless pleasure i actually can't tell if i even am enjoying it right now to be honest but this week i have started the show summer house it is a show on bravo i originally tried watching the show when it debuted and there was a cameo from vanderpump rules stars stassi schroeder sheena and Kristen. And back then, I didn't really enjoy it, and I'm trying to watch it now. It's still pretty hard to watch, so I'm being very hopeful. To be honest, the main reason I started it is because a woman was actually a guest on Call Her Daddy. Yes, I listened to Call Her Daddy. (laughs) Maybe one day that'll be one of my guiltless pleasures. But I was actually intrigued from the conversation, so it had me want to give the show another try. If you guys like that show send me a message and tell me that there's hope for what I'm watching because right now it seems kind of hopeless, but I am going to commit to at least finishing the first season and from the pictures of the most recent season, it looks like only two people are still there from the OG cast, which are two different men. If you are new to the show, it is about a couple of New Yorkers who spend their time in a house in Montauk and it's actually located in the South Hamptons, and it's a bunch of working people, and every Friday through Sunday they live in a house together, and they split the rent in all the rooms. From online, you can see that the house is available to rent from Memorial Day to Labor Day for $165,000, and in June it's available for $45,000, July $65,000, and August through Labor Day is $80,000. But I'm sure that nowadays, production pays are part of the house but yes it is a show about a group of people living together not a competition show it's not like real world either it's just kind of about people going in and out relationships and friendships fading friendships coming back so we shall see i hope it gets more substance because right now it's lacking but i know i'm only in the first season so i have a lot to look forward to i guess And I am just remembering that I have an ex-boyfriend who says that this is the best show on Bravo, and he has pretty good taste when it comes to Bravo celebrities, shows, all that, because he told me that Carol would be my favorite Real Housewife of New York, and he was right. She stole my heart so easily, so I trust him on that. Now I want to move on to the main topic of the week, and... I think the main topic has all started because of the Free Britney movement. In the docuseries we see on Hulu, you see a lot of unfair interviews that Britney Spears had, and that even goes with the interviewer that is, you know, known and respected the most, which is no other than Diane Sawyer, and you really could see that in these interviews they go for the jugular and are almost attacking these people. And really good examples of this are Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, and Lindsay Lohan. They really dealt with so much unfairness in their career, 
especially when it came to topics such as mental health and addiction. I feel at this time, press was really known to just try to get, I don't know, to break down the person. Not even to get the answers they need, but to just break them down to a boiling point or to a point where they cry. And I feel like when that happened, they felt success out of this. And sadly, it's true that they felt that way, but it's disgusting. That's not journalism. That's just being a hateful person. And truly, I just find it so cruel. If you want to know about the Britney Spears interview that I think is the worst, it has to do with Matt Lauer, and he is really pressing and grilling her, asking, what do you think it'll take to get paparazzi to leave you alone? And she says, I don't know. I just don't know. And she starts breaking down. And he says, is that what you want? And she says, yes, more than anything. And, you know, he just doesn't let anything else go up. He just says, is Britney a bad mom? It's not like, did Britney record a bad song? Is Britney wearing a bad outfit? It's, is Britney being a bad mom? And her answer was, that's America for you. And I think that's all she couldn't mumble out at that point. And something I find very disgusting is that in an interview with Andy Cohen in the past, he actually said that he doesn't feel bad for anything that happened because they had the opportunity for Britney to say to stop filming, but she wanted to keep going. And yeah, he said that he would do it again and change nothing about it. And he says that he's sorry to people that feel upset about the interview. This interview was on Watch What Happens Live in 2017, and unfortunately, I don't think Matt Lauer would change his tune, but we also know that he's not the best person to look for any type of anything, because he's a horrible person. So the next person I wanted to talk about is David Letterman. He is known most recently for his interviews coming back up from the past, such as Lindsay Lohan's and Paris Hilton. You had Lindsay Lohan in 2013 appear on Letterman to promote a new movie, but instead he was asking her questions that were not approved prior, and there was prior questions that were approved by Lindsay and her team to be asked, and he completely ignored the ones that he wasn't allowed to ask and asked them anyways. He asks her, now aren't you supposed to be in rehab? And she lightly answers the question, trying to avoid it. You can tell she's very awkward uh, or having an awkward response. And he says, what are they rehabbing? What is on their list? What are they going to work on when you walk through the door? And the audience keeps laughing and you can just see the discomfort just continue to go all over her face. And she can say, well, what she gets out of her mouth is an opportunity to focus on what I love in life is what she's going to be learning and he keeps going and asking if she has addiction problems and eventually Lindsay says you can't make a joke of it that's so mean and she grabs the cue cards or the cards that he had prepared to ask her for the next questions and she legit tosses them and is like I'm done with this basically this is my show now I'm making a joke of it but she is just trying to fight through and say stop asking about this i'm here to talk about a movie and someone i follow frank costa um, had a really good tweet that was brought up and when he said about the interview this is vile on so many levels the misogyny the blindsiding the stigma of addiction and rehab the hypocrisy of wanting people to recover but then judging how they choose to do so 
I hope Lindsay Lohan knows how loved she is. The world has treated her and so many others unfairly. I definitely agree with everything that Frank has said. And I also want to point out that many people don't realize that after the interview, there's a segment that people aren't seeing as much online from the same interview where Lindsay actually cries of the sweet or because of the sweet words that David Letterman applauds her for, for being able to sit through the whole interview with grace and poise and to be able to take his jokes that were, um, you know, hard hitting and meant to be in his mind humorous. So there is that side too, but also the world doesn't get to see that side. The world just sees the side of, you know, the downfall and whatever uh, is negative, unfortunately, not the positive. And another person I wanted to bring up that David Letterman also was sexist against is uh, actually Janet Jackson. And an example is about the whole Justin Timberlake incident with the boob slip. David says, you knew it was going to happen. And she says, no, I didn't. He said, it was not a stunt. She says, no, it was not premeditated. No. So how did it happen? And what exactly transpired? Which she says, Dave, you're going to make me relive this. And I want to put all that behind me. I truly do. And he's also known additionally for making sexist interview comments to Jennifer Aniston and Beyonce. I want to move on to Paris Hilton because this was brought up in this week's episode of This Is Paris. This is in 2007 when Paris was out of jail. It actually had been some time, but she still had the notations from her people to his people that they cannot talk about jail at all. And yet she's there to promote her perfume. And one of the first questions is, how did you like being in jail? And Paris, uh, you know, kind of just awkwardly kind of pushes it aside because she was originally sentenced to 45 days in jail in 2007 due to a reckless driving charge with related to alcohol. And we get an explanation from Paris saying nowadays on her podcast that she did have a drink, she didn't eat, she went to a Mexican restaurant, had a margarita, and was pulled over and was charged with the lowest percent of, uh, I don't want to say testing positive for alcohol, but the bare minimum, or no, the minimum alcohol percentage to be considered intoxicated. That's what I was trying to say. Jeez. But um, he says to Paris, they locked your friend Nicole Ritchie, and she was only in for a short period of time, wasn't she? She was only locked up for 45 minutes. Tell me, how does that work? How can somebody only be in for 45 minutes? And Paris just responds, I don't know. And then he says, looking back on the experience, what can you tell us? What have you learned? What's different about you? And she says, obviously it was a very traumatic experience, but I survived it, so now I can do anything. Additionally, he asks her about the food and saying it was awful. Did you have three meals a day? Did you start with breakfast? What would that be? Lunch? How were the bologna sandwiches? Is there a mid-afternoon snack? And he asks her if she lost a lot of weight while she was in prison. What did you do to keep your energy up? And it's just so weird, like the questions he was asking her. And she became completely silent. Paris at this point tells him that she would like him to move on from the subject and 
he additionally says that or asks her had she received any letters from kids teachers and clergymen and you know people saying that she's a role model saying that you know her time in jail and all this thing could be her legacy and once again there's a moment of silence where you can see a single tear kind of you know start in her eye and a fan yells out i love you paris which letterman responds to is that somebody you met in prison paris says that this entire interview was cruel and mean and he purposely tried to humiliate her now we do know from listening to this is paris that paris did forgive david letterman and eventually did reappear on the show after many 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 attempts of apologizing sending her flowers calling her endlessly that eventually she did decide to go back on the show even though she swore she never would again and paris said that this was one of the first times ever in her career that she actually told someone in that moment to stop doing this to me and that was said to him during a commercial break and she also said to him you promised me you wouldn't talk about this and that's the only reason i agree to come on this show so it's very interesting to see what has come to light with these you know past interviews and i can only hope for the better and that we stop going after women this way especially women in the media i mean it's just so simple to say that none of this would happen if they were men and that's what's so disappointing while we are talking about previous things um, that have been brought up again especially right now i'm talking about paris hilton and in her podcast this is paris nikki hilton brings up the things that sarah silverman had said to or about paris hilton in the 2007 mtv music awards and i remember to this day and i even asked my mom if she remembers this that we were watching the mtv awards and sarah silverman was talking about paris going to jail and made a comment about how they were going to and excuse me for how vulgar this may sound because it was vulgar sarah was saying that the jail was going to paint paris's jail cell bars to look like penises and she was concerned that paris would lose all of her teeth because of it meanwhile paris hilton is sitting in the audience they are zooming in on her face and you can see immediately that she is just mortified and to begin this joke sarah silverman has people clap and scream and holler and encourage when they go Par after saying paris is going to jail and i mean imagine sitting in that audience and feeling all that hate and to have a celebration about hatred or i don't even, I, I can't even describe it i mean i just can't believe it i'm just going to play it for you so you can hear it for yourself paris hilton is going to jail to make her feel like more comfortable in prison, the guards are gonna paint the bars to look like penises. I just worry that she's gonna break her teeth on those things. And I remember in that moment watching it with my mom, she made me turn the MTV Awards off. It was a big deal that I was even allowed to watch them. I think I was watching them because Britney Spears, you know, was nominated or something like that was happening. But my mom was never, 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 never a fan of Paris Hilton. And she was so upset for her and was just like, this is vile. This is disgusting. Like, no one should be talked about 
this way. And I, I've always had sympathy for Paris Hilton. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I was in seventh grade thinking, what in the world is happening? But Sarah Silverman actually has issued out an apology. She says, I did not know she was coming to the event. I did not know she would be going directly from the event to jail that night. I said some very hardcore jokes about her and she was there. The crowd went bananas and while I was thrilled the success of my monologue, I remember spotting her in the audience and I remember seeing that look on her face and my heart sank because she was a person under there. She says that she hopes that Paris can feel her remorse and says I can't imagine what you are going through at that time. I hope you accept my apology and I hope you feel my remorse. I felt it the second I saw your face that night. It feels terrible to know you have hurt someone and it's important to make it right. So I hope this does that. And luckily Paris has said that she does forgive Sarah Silverman and that she was shocked that this has happened and that she never thought it would come and she never brought it up. I mean, her sister brought it up, Nikki did. But she was saying that even Nikki didn't bring it up expecting an apology, so it is very unexpected and she is appreciative of it. I will say I think sometimes the world can be oversensitive, but I am glad that we are living in a world where people can apologize and own up for mistakes they have made and things that they have said. And I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture anymore. I think I used to be all about that. But my main thing is I hope we continue to grow and that we We'll just continue to be understanding that whatever we say about people that we are human and they are human and these women are people's mothers and daughters and sisters and we need to respect women and that goes outside of pop culture it's women in the workplace it's women that you can see at the supermarket that are going through something you know like a sexist remark or catcalling and I hope we can take a moment to think about that especially on International Women's Day and I have been inspired by so many women as you may know especially my mother and my grandmother and there are so many people out there that I am very appreciative of and I am here to celebrate women every day whether it's International Women's Day or not I'm here saying we need justice and equality so on that note, I am going to move it over to our pop culture recap. It's funny because I wanted to say that this was a very slow week in pop culture, but at the same time, it has not been. I will say the biggest thing that's going on right now, you can't go anywhere online without seeing the Oprah Winfrey interview. And that interview, of course, is talking about... Harry and Meghan, and they do a tell-all with Oprah on the CBS network. It will be available today on the app itself, so make sure you get your parents' login information so you can stream it through the app and find out after 3 a.m. when they post it what it's really like behind the scenes of their life and the struggles they have gone through with the royal family. This interview costed CBS about $7 million, so make sure you check that out. I have not seen it yet, but I am very excited to watch it in the morning. And we actually have some 
interesting statements made by Bethany Frankel. And if you do not know who Bethany Frankel is, she is from Real Housewives of New York. Her statement about what Meghan Markle had said was, Cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching $7 million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals. Now, she got a lot of crap for this, I will say that. And now, later on, hours later, Bethany made another statement saying, I watched M&H sit down. Emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. I'm a polarizing, unfiltered, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. Which is a classic housewife apology saying, I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. Not saying I'm sorry for doing A, B, or C. But I am sure whether you watch this interview or not, you are going to see and hear about it for many days coming your way. Additionally, the Grammys made an announcement this week. What a weird like segue. But anyways, the Grammys made an announcement of who is performing this year. We have Bad Bunny, Black Pumas, Cardi B, BTS, Brandy, DaBaby, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Mickey... Putin, H-A-I-M, I always say that wrong, Brittany Howard, Miranda Lambert, Little Baby again, Dua Lipa, Chris Martin, John Mayer, Megan Thee Stallion, Marin Morris, Post Malone, Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich, I don't know who that is, Harry Styles, and of course, Taylor Swift. Obviously, I am most excited to see Harry Styles and Taylor Swift, and I always like to watch a performance from BTS. They may not be my like all-time favorite. I'm not against them. I just don't say I'm a big fan because I know who their real fans are and they are diehard fans. So I would not compare myself to a diehard fan, but I still am excited to see the performance and of course to see their haircuts because that's my favorite part is seeing their hair change all the time. But yes, <laughs> random side note. I can't even imagine what Taylor Swift is going to perform because she's had three albums. So it's like, if she's going to sing anything from Folklore, Evermore, and by the third album, I meant the one that's coming out on April 9th, um, which is going to be the Fearless re-released version, which is going to be Taylor's version from her re-recordings. In other random news, Britney Spears' boyfriend, Sam, has said that he would want to be a young dad and that he is ready for kids with Britney Spears. So who knows what's to come with that? I feel like there's so much going on already in Britney's life. I think, not that I make any decisions for her at all, that some things might need to be settled first, Sam, before you get too eager on that. When it comes to some Vanderpump Rules updates, we do know that the restaurant Sir has reopened, but Tom and Ariana have confirmed that filming is still at a halt, but that Bravo has full intentions of bringing back another season of Vanderpump Rules, even with the leaving of, or firing, of Jax, Brittany, Stassi, and Kristen. But they said that right now that that Bravo does not want to film them just sitting at their houses and wants to only film with the aspect of the restaurant still being involved and with TomTom Tom being closed and they're just now allowing more restaurants to open up that it still is not enough for them to begin production on the show. 
In other Vanderpump Rules news, Stassi Schroeder has announced that she has a pregnancy podcast coming out called The Good, The Bad, and The Baby, which is a play on Bo, her husband's Instagram bio name, not bio, his username, and that's called The Bad and The Bougie. Stassi Schroeder has announced that there will be three episodes a month. It is a paid thing that you can subscribe to on Patreon, and it was reported originally in August 2020 that she was exploring projects with Evolution Media, who is the company behind Vanderpump Rules, for another project such as a new show. And in December 2020, we did learn that she had hired a powerful new PR agency to prep her return. So maybe this is the beginning of the return of Stassi Schroeder. Continuing on my Bravo train, Garcelle has made some comments about the divorce between Erica Jane and her, well, say her former husband or past husband, I don't know yet because they're not divorced yet, Tom Girardi. She did say that we're going to see a lot of changes this season for sure and that we are going to see her be a lot more open than even that Garcelle thought that Erica would be. So that is very exciting. We know that she said, I was blown away when I found out that they were getting a divorce. Um, She sat down with her at breakfast last year and was gushing and glowing about him. And so Garcelle was very surprised. I mean, so were all we, but we also didn't know all the legal things that are going on behind the scenes in their life. Oh my gosh, I forgot to mention, I got to see the commercial for Overserved, which is Lisa Vanderpump's talk show on E! And... I am so excited. It looks so cute. It looks so good. I listened to an interview of, that Trixie Mattel had about being on Lisa's show. And now that Lisa has the vaccine, she's all about having Trixie back over and hanging out. And it just makes me happy to see Lisa doing a project that she enjoys. Obviously, I think Housewives became tiring to her and she was definitely ready for a reason to leave and have an exit. So I'm glad she has this new project. I am going to move into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have Jen really facing some major heat about verbally assaulting her designer and additionally a lot of other things that are really bad. I mean, there's a video of her actually assaulting, physically assaulting someone out now. So I'll play a little preview of the Jen Shaw experience that we are getting to know. That's a little preview. And here is some audio from where she ver- actually physically attacks her assistants. Because I'm the one leading, I'm the one to bust up here. And that's it. And you can stop fucking smiling, bitch, and being a fucking bitch. Because you are. Yeah, you are. And co handle this shit. Okay, let's. It's, no, not let. This is then followed with the actual physical attack. And you can find this on Reality Von Tease. 
and that's R-E-A-L-I-T-Y-V-O-N-T-E-A-S-E on Twitter. If you would like to see all the videos and all the audio against Jen Shaw, you can go on Reality Von Tees 2 on Instagram, where there is a lot of, I say a lot of more videos and audio, which is uh, not really good for her, but I'm very interested to see what's going to happen because Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has already began production, so I wonder if we're going to see this in the season or if this may lead to her getting fired. So who knows? Oh my gosh. And to end this podcast, I have to let you guys know the truth. I have stopped watching The Bachelor and um, maybe I'll get back to it, but I just lost so much interest. So who knows um, if I will be giving any more updates on this season. But if you look forward to those, I'm so sorry. I just can't do it to myself anymore. Maybe I'll work the courage up to watch it again, but or at least the tell-alls, I don't know. But man, it's such a, uh, just, it's so bleak and bland and blech. But I do want to take the time to say thank you all so much to every listener out there. I really appreciate it, and I would really appreciate it if you would give this podcast a five-star review and a comment if you listen to it on Apple's podcast. I know that's an option on Spotify. And additionally, to follow me on social media at Bobby Ason, where I have a link tree showing all the different content you can find on my social media platforms. And on that note, everyone, stay guiltless and have a great week. Bye.